0: There through to There are I will extol you, Lord, for you have raised me up. I will extol you, Lord, for you have raised me up. Now, if you want to understand the rationale behind David saying this, we get to the first cancer of the sun. He says, I will extol you, Lord, for you have raised me and have not left my enemies rejoice over me. He raised him up before his enemies. That means that David now understand that he has enemies. Let human beings get of God. There are invisible beings that you are your enemies the work to attend time, to reign you forever. Let's continue. He says, Oh Lord, no, you have lifted up my soul from the grave. Wow, it gets more intense. now. That means this my enemy works challenging to bring me to the grave. He continues. Restore me to life from those who sink into the beast. What pit is he talking about? Have you heard about the bottomless pit? George, have you heard about the bottomless pit? Do you know what it means? Do you have a fair idea of what the bottomless pit is all about?
1: No mind can, can capture or imagine
0: what the bottom of is all about. The devil will do everything to keep your mind away from you. Because he knows that the being. you perceive No one will tell you.
1: Nobody will tell you to serve God like a madman or mad
0: I tell you. He knows. He psychologizes you. And fill you with a fake life, make you pursue dreams that God no water.
1: So, much was it? Vanity.
0: Until the day of the Lord, until your time line is over, then you'll double you. Oh, but today,
1: a man who was visited by Christ, he says, I will extol you, Lord, for you have rescued me. There was an intervention in his life. He could keep quiet about it. Only he knows what he saw in the realm of the Spirit. No one David say, say, that David says, He said, Oh Lord, when I am the sharpness of life, that I may gain the wisdom of that." He saw something. God opened a veil to him, and he saw, no wonder David, no, despite his temperamental nature and his feebleness, that guy worshiped God. The Bible says saying he was a man after the heart of God. No, God, I'm not preaching to you here, I'm bringing revelation to your hearts. Because many Christians have allowed themselves to become victims of this darkness. And are living lofty lives in the name of pleasing the world, and are being deceived every day, wasting the precious grace and the blessings that God has
0: bequeathed to me,
1: living a life that
0: adds nothing. That God brings to the system on this earth. Man.
1: I will extol you for not raised me up. You brought me from the middle world. Some translation will say. You preserved me from going down the pit, the bottomless pit. May you never go there.
0: Yeah. I said, may you never go there. Yeah.
1: It's only when you understand the nature, the structure of the bottomless thing that you begin to cherish
0: the redemption of Christ.
1: And the one damage and regret you can ever have is to transit this world, pass through this world in such a manner that you never cherished the finished work of Christ and eternity. Now stares before you They regret will be so much That it will burn you up Your own regrets No fire will burn you You will so regret that you will not forgive yourself It will be so intense That it will turn to a ball of fire In your soul And eat you up Because you say What happened to me? Why didn't I understand this? That's why the Bible calls the devil the deceiver of the whole world. The guy is a master dribbler. He knows how to keep your mind in the dark. He knows how to fill you with useless things that will confuse you, that appears on this side of life as reasonable and wonderful. Man will praise me for all my success. I achieved this. I achieved that. You will push you into all kinds of religiosity. You identify with religious colorations in the name of the different packages that we made. And you will emphasize those those ones to the detriment of the grace of salvation that comes into your soul. No wonder Paul said, I count all this as what? Rubbish. The guy too, he saw it. He had a revelation. He said, the Lord took me to the third heavens. And I saw things that I'm not permitted to utter. He saw things. No wonder Paul stood his ground. He fought a good fight. He registered his his, his soul in the realms of the records of God. Let me tell you, one of the weapons of the enemy to keep you on the base level is to desensitize you of the bottomless beings. In those days, you know, I grew up in a village. Huh? The real village setting. Huh? We we'll go into the bush with bows and arrows to go and pursue birds, pursue rabbits, curious. Sometimes we will go deep far, far into the bush. We will meet all these wild apples and we will eat them. Okay? We will get hungry. We will start looking for fruits in the, in the bush. Okay? You do all kinds of things. So in those days, we do all kinds of things to just prove ourselves. And on this occasion, something happened. We were looking for meat. We dig holes to look for squirrels and all that. And we saw a fresh one. So fresh. And we said, wow, opportunity has come for us to get something to eat. And then normally curious when they dig the floor or the ground. They don't dig from the beginning, they don't dig; they don't want to come out. They leave it shallow, so that you won't know the escape route. This a tactics for survival for them. And so, if we want to really get, get, get them, you have to find the entrance and try to trace their escape route, or else. Once you keep digging, digging, as you're coming close, you just say, boom. And they will run, you can't get them. So, we're able to trace the escape route, and we blocked it, and we started digging. Started digging. And there's one of us that is very good at putting his hand inside to hold anything that is there. On this particular day, we started digging and digging and we said, now we are going to get spirit. He will put his hand. I come and he will smell his hand. He said, yes, there's something there. We kept digging. Others were with sticks waiting. Second time he put his hand. He touched it. He said, ah, it has given me leg. It means that he's struggling. Dig again. The next thing, he put his hand and said, I've heard it. Are we ready? We said yes. Are we ready? We said yes. The next thing, he pulled out not a skewer, but a very big snake. A very big snake. Out of fear, he closed his eyes and held the neck of the snake because he held it on the, on the neck. So he closed his eyes. We ran and left him. He screamed and screamed and continued screaming, but he never opened his eyes. He held the snake out of fear and killed the snake. But he didn't even know. We had to run screaming in the forest until one man who was walking somewhere came around. We told him that something has happened that snake has eaten our brother. We came down and saw him like this. He was sweating. But that time he putting his hand and the thing was giving him leg. It was not leg. It was giving him poison in the body. So his hand was already swollen. Thank God for that man that came that day. And so the man came and held his hand and held the snake. And when he removed his hand because even to open his hand was an issue. Eventually when he opened his hand the snake had died. Immediately the man there and there Look for some things, and then use some uh, rough things to puncture his knives, and then apply the drug, uh, the 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 herbs that were brought. I don't forget that experience. The kind of fear that it went into my soul that day reminds me of the bottomless pit. If just the scale snake can be so, so so terrible, how much more? When you meet the real snake in the spirit, where he lives, where he lives. So the enemy has a way of making you to be aware of this. He desensitizes you. That time the devil, the snake was striking this boy. He didn't want to make him know that he was the one, but he was releasing venom in this guy. That's what he does. So he would desensitize you not to know anything. He will hyper your sensitivity to all the things that will deceive you the more and more. To keep you from knowing what is awaiting you in the bottomless pit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit always. Because the Holy Spirit is here on earth to keep you sensitive to what the enemy is planning and programming your life for. Don't live for self. Don't live for this system called the earth. Why live to please man and displease God? The first thing of today, Peter said, it is better, we must obey God rather than man. We must obey God rather than man. In this system, you may no man may even approach you to tell you, do this or do that. But do you know you can live your life pleasing man without any man approaching you? Now, the second reading man takes us to understand the wealth and the degree of what Christ has accomplished for us. John said, I looked up, and I heard heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, a voice of many angels, numbering mirrors of mirrors and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. Wow. Many years ago, in the course of studying the scriptures, God gave me a revelation in this dimension. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 that Christ was full of God. Even though he was rich, he made himself poor that he may become, become world rich. Did he give you money? No. The Lord began to teach me that this, is what, this was what Christ was full of. So he was slain that you and I will have access to power, to wealth, to wisdom, to might, to honor, to glory, and for, what? for blessing. There are seven of them. These are the seven principal things that God has given to power your life. The grace of redemption is that we are saved from the pit. If he has saved you from the pit and left you, you will still go back. Because you will lack capacity to sustain your liberty. But when God sets you free, he has to vest enough grace in you to give you the capacity to be able to withstand any other incursion to bring you back to bondage. So that is why he redeemed us and gave us salvation. Redemption is to bring you out of the pit. Salvation is to empower you to sustain your redemption. Shout a big amen. Many Christians have measured in talking about redemption, but many have not grown to understand the investment God has made in your soul to empower you to be able to stand the incursion of being brought back to bondage. And the devil will do everything. He cannot stop your redemption. He knows Christ has paid the price. He knows that Christ has redeemed you. He knows that Christ has destroyed his power over you. But he knows that the only way for you to walk in it is to put on the garment of salvation, which is the investment he has made in you that will never allow you to get back to that bondage. So what does he do? He doesn't attack your redemption. He attacks your salvation. One of the weapons he uses is number one. He desensitizes you of the things of the spirit. That's the first level of deception. As long as he can make you ignorant of the things that Christ has accomplished, better for him. At least you don't know. That's point one. Point two. He engages you with useless things that appears valued in this side of life. He feeds you with materialism. He so stuffs your mind with pursuit of materialism to a point where He establishes three things that I've been teaching here for more than six months now. He establishes your soul, futility. He establishes vanity. He establishes carnality These are the three things you must install in your soul to keep you in complete darkness. Praise the Lord. Say thank you, Jesus. Lord of God is a crime against humanity to sleep in this chapel. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? If sleep come, and I see you sleep. I will so disgrace you in this church. If you like, go. Eh? So I want to warn you now. We're not doing meditation now. Open your eyes and look at me. Open your eyes well. I'm looking at for a business. My eyes closed now. So be looking at me. I want to be seeing your eyes. If I see you do like this again in the meditation, I will tell you, Oga, oh, stand up. Madam, stand up. You can't be hearing this about me sleeping. It's even an insult unto God. You see, I, some people become victims already. But when they are counting money, they will never sleep. When they are doing their business, they will never sleep. Just one hour, thirty minutes, two so hours. he had dosed already. Let me catch you. We wear one gene now. So what was I saying before this devil came and disturbed us? Where did I stop? Eh? Sorry, I didn't get you. <laughs> the three things the devil will invest in your life every day. You will struggle to come out of it. Ah, the guy knows. He will plunge into you. he will bring into you futility. What is futility? You are so re- relevant to this life where we live in. You have a big name, you have achieved a lot in certificate, you have money, you have network of friends and colleagues. All this day one. But come to God's agenda, God's peoples on earth, God's policies, nothing. It is called what?
0: Futility.
1: Fortility. And you may think it does not matter until the day of reckoning when you are stepping after this place to dawn on you. A glimpse of it is the way you feel when you were duped of 400 million by 419ers. That moment you are waking up and say, Excuse me, is it true? That kind of experience, that's a glimpse of what you'll feel at that point. Number two, he will stuff you up with vanity. He will keep you so busy. Busy doing what? Chasing things that, before, things that will perish even before you die. You will take your life pursuing things, trying to achieve things. You achieve them. You will thank God for the success. Then before you even get old, they are already dematerializing. Before you, they will get old before you. Some of you, your certificates, where are they? Do you see, when was the last time you touched it? Uh-huh. But remember when you spent hours pursuing it. Where is it now? Some of you who are above 60, you did a lot of investment. You did this, you achieved that. Now, they are even, you are, they are even regretting, if you have known, you would have done something smaller. So the devil will be cloud your mind with chasing vanity. He doesn't even stop there. To the point where he makes vanity determine your morality. He makes vanity to determine your ethics of life. He makes vanity determine your, your, the, value, the things you value in life. Everything is based on material things. Man, will praise you for all your success but you don't know, you are living the culture of death. Finally, he will sit on you to become very carnal. Carnality has to do with the senses. You can't believe anything outside the senses. You subject everything to rationality. Forgetting that the faculty of rationality is one of the smallest dimensions of, you know, of conceptualization in the human person. He makes you settle for rationality. When there's intuition, when there's revelation, intuition, uh, 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 the senses is the lowest dimension of cognition. What you feel, what you touch, what you articulate with your senses, and that's what you believe. But when they tell you things about the spirit, you say, no. And so in that realm, he invests and in that form. In the last one, which is canality, he invests and that four dimensions of darkness over your life. He brings in doubt, he brings in fear, he brings in unbelief, he brings in ignorance. You won't see him with the horns, but you are under his territory. He controls you, he runs your emotions, he runs your rationality, he runs your urges. The day he wants you to tell lie, he'll you, you, start lying anyhow. The day he wants you to fornicate, he just tunes you. You start running around like the goat. The day he wants you to become so callous, he tunes you, you are full of anger. You are a slave to him because you have refused to clothe yourself with a garment of salvation. And that garment is what the book of Revelation is revealing to us today. He was rich of power, he was rich of honor and blessings, he was rich of might. But what? He emptied himself and gave us these seven realities of the human person. So that henceforth, your life is not subject to futility, to carnality, and to vanity. Your life now is susceptible and powered by the seven ministrations of God's blessings. That is why you see Jesus emphasized before he left. He said, wait, you must see the first one. Wait until you are endued with what? With power from on high. And the first blessing here is what? Power. As you roll, as you grow in the dimension of power, wisdom comes. Those of you who were here for advanced Bible class yesterday, we talked about wisdom in a very spectacular way. There are people who are here. Since we began this center, have not one day come for advanced Bible class. Continue. Continue. But one day you will notice that you missed a lot. A place that is valuable for you to come and feel you feed your faith. You are so busy chasing canality. Continue. It's not that money. You will make enough of it.
0: Continue.
1: Yeah. Continue. You are so busy with other things. Ah, I need to rest. You are too intelligent. Continue. What did Jesus say in the gospel? Peter, do you do you know what he said? He said, I'm going fishing. He toyed all night. He caught plenty. Huh? He caught nothing. But Jesus came. How did he address them? He said, children. Peter, you know Jesus, well, were you? But he called them children. Did you catch anything? They said no. We didn't catch anything. He said, "Look at you. I called you to follow me, and this is busy chasing the wind." Anyway, to prove to you that you are children, they were just hundred yards. Hundred yards is like from here, just the outside there. That means they were very close to the ground. They went into the deep sea to go and catch fish. He said, "Just throw the name by your right side, right hand side of God's word, power." And they said they caught. Big, big fish. Fishermen don't catch big fish on the shallow ground. They catch them in the deep sea. John said, this cannot happen. It is the Lord, Peter, who was steeped, including himself to run towards him. By the way, before they arrived, he said, bring some of the fish and come and have breakfast. Already, there was fire. There was bread. And there were some fish there already. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Wake up. Be, wise. Be wise. Who made that fire? Where did the fish come from? Where did the bread come from? Continue to hustle. Don't have time for God. Well done. Man, will pray for your success. Don't worry. When you die, we'll write a beautiful oration for you. He was a good man, he achieved a lot. Who will sprinkle a lot on you and pour sand on you. But when you go to eternity, the reality of eternity will dawn on you. And then what did Jesus do? He called Peter. You see, I told you. Come here, Peter. Peter, do you really love me? Peter said, You know, I love you. He thought it was just a casual question. Peter, do you love me? He said, I love you. He said, Feed my sheep. I was asked that same question 17 years ago. And that is what is propelling my life today. And that's why anywhere I stand my feet, I must raise men for God. I must raise women for God. And the devil knows it. Feed my sheep. Tend my lambs. How do you feed the sheep? How do you tend them? You feed them with the word of life. The word of transformation, the word of healing, the word of you know, restoration, the word that pulls them out of futility, vanity, and carnality, that they may become true witnesses of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Shout big, amen. amen. This is God's plan for you. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and the righteous demand of it. Have you made that righteous demand? And he said, every other thing will be added unto you. He knows you need those things. He knows. He knows you need them. He said, every other thing will be added unto you. Seek it first. Have you found out what are the righteous demands of the kingdom? Are they part of your life? Are they the things you pursue? What wisdom is running your life right now? Is it the wisdom of this age that leads to darkness or the wisdom of God that leads to life? What powers your life today? I was asking them yesterday. Your life is burning right now like a candle. Who are you burning for? Every day your body is deteriorating. As you are aging, your systems are wearing down. They and wear of your system every day. As you advance advancing age, what are you wearing and cheering for? Who? Who, who, who is taking the energy? Is it God or this system? Many have become victims of futility, vanity, and canality and they are using themselves as batteries to power this age system that is coming to naught. You so work for this system, that when you get old, they say, go for retirement. You, they don't need you again. You are not useless. They throw you out as vegetable. Even the pension say they are paying you and all the gratuity is not enough to... Build, to feel to your hospital bill. and say so that, that's a life of success. They use you until you are completely down and out. All your energy is gone. You are now sick. You now live the rest of your life struggling to gain back your energy that you wasted in the system and never born for God. Dear child of God, born for God. He has vested you with this garment of salvation that you may live for him. Why you go a little to the right, they said to go, go a little to the left. If the world demands so much from you, also be wise enough to give God what belongs to God. That is wisdom. And that's what Jesus is communicating to you and I today. To gain that wisdom and discipline yourself and make sure that you understand the saying that He died for us so that you no longer live for yourself, but to live for Him. Who loved you and died for you. Peter picked this up. The man who denied Christ three times. He picked it up. And then they started persecuting him. And Peter was bold. The man who denied Christ three times. Now he has gained wisdom. Now he has gained understanding. Now power has come. Boldness has come. He says it's better to obey God than to obey men. It's better to serve God than to serve this earth system. Those of them who have plunged themselves in the service of this earth, where are they today? That money you are pursuing where you don't give God a chance in your life, some pursued it and left it. Gain wisdom. Those times you spend so much burning your, your, your time frame on earth here for trying to achieve things. There were people who did that before you. Where are they today? Gain wisdom. Some will tell you, don't carry church on the head. Gain wisdom. You are a Christian, but the Christian spirit does not flow through you. You are a Christian, and your faith is just knowledgeable faith. Not the saving faith. The saving faith that will push into prayers. The saving faith that will put hunger for righteousness in your soul. The saving faith that will make you understand that you are a pre, on a pilgrimage, You are passing through this place. And the mandate of God upon your life is more important than what you want to achieve on this realm of life. When they have the saving faith, you don't see your children only and dream about them having success in life. You are also concerned about your soul. And that will make you to checkmate the things that flux into their lives. You'll be, your parenting will be different. But when you are a victim of fertility... When a victim of carnality and vanity. All you give your children are things on the same realm. You pamper them and spoil them. Hey, leave them for me, oh. God gave them to me. And they are growing and becoming disgruntled with all kinds of manners and characters that are so, in, that are so inimical to our souls. And the Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. God has vested us. With so much. We are blessed. What is the land who was slain? When he was slain, in that blood there was power. In that blood, there was wealth. In that blood, there was wisdom. In that blood, there is might. There is honor. There is glory. And there's blessing. These are the seven principal things that your life needs on earth here. If this is well vested in you, you will not lack. You will not be an to this earth system. You will be a blessing. And this time we partake of the Eucharist. This is what is activated in us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So say, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. That life is power. Say power. power. That life is wisdom. Say wisdom. wisdom. That life is wealth. Say wealth. Wells. That life is might. Say might. Mind. That life is honor. Say honor. honor. That life is glory. Say glory. glory. That life is blessing. Say blessing. Bless each time we receive the Holy Communion these seven things are activated you are not empty you can't be a slave to the past of standing longer he has given you wealth true wealth is not money, it's blessedness it's blessedness and part of blessedness is wealth he gives you money money not for personal engagement money that advance values that represent the kingdom many of us what do you want to achieve first? I must build house in my village first yes i'm going to build it start finding yourself ah uh, yes i have a building in my village some of us will not even stay there if you calculate the number of days you spend in that building for the last 10 years it's not up to one month and then you start looking for another one again i need to invest in some place i need to do this that's what your life is all about you're not thinking how can we advance god's kingdom because you lack wisdom you lack wisdom you lack wisdom. You have not come up to the point where you know where you belong. The Bible says, where a man's treasure is, what happens? There his heart is. Where is your heart? Where is your heart? So don't allow the devil to deceive you. Don't allow the devil to take hold of you and, and disgrunt your mind. that you to fight the good fight of faith. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says, God did not spare his only son, but gave him to us. Amen. Amen. God gave us his son. I have received his son. I don't know about you. I have received him. He is the Lord of my life. He is the master of my soul. He runs my existence. Physically, you may see me and say, "Ah, oh, Vine is wetting." But let me tell you, there's a power running my system. If I'm the rope now, what, who is who? The person we see is Christ. I have received Him, and the Bible says, "Whoever receives Him shall never perish, be it in this current life or after now." I refuse to perish. I refuse to be a victim of darkness. I refuse to be confused by the philosophers of this world. I refuse to be deceived by the lies of Satan. I know where I'm coming from. I know where I belong. This is your language. You should stand your ground every day and testify of this. You must walk in this inspiration. You must understand what is involved in this business. So he vested us with this old faith that we can be witnesses for him. Each day that comes, Tuesday we testify you are a child of God. Monday we testify, you are a child of God. Thursday we testify, you are a child of God. Not only on Sunday, you come to church, you fulfill your Sunday obligation. What a shame. So your life is to fulfill obligation. No. Every day is Sunday. If you grow in the spirit, every day is a day of the spirit. We only gather here for a moment. So God did not spare his only son, but gave him to us. Each day, we come from us, we renew that gift again. We receive him again. Each time we receive him, power comes. Wealth comes. Glory comes. Blessing comes. That's why I've always told you, don't be ask God to bless you. He has blessed you already. Paul says, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. In our context, Jesus says, Who did not spare his only son, but gave him to us? How will he not, in that verse 62? How will he not, with Christ, give us all things? In other words, if you have Christ, every other thing will follow your life. If you have Christ, every other thing will follow your life. That's the wisdom we must catch. For Christ. Lay hold on him. Make him the center of your life. Let everything be secondary. This is the dimension that God is calling us into. And now that we are living the Easter life, the life of resurrection, the church today is retreating this reality that you and I can be focused and know that this is the work God has given to us. And we shall walk in it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I say, we shall walk in it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I lift my hands and pray for you right now. There are many who are still victims of darkness in the realms of fertility, the realms of vanity, the realms of carnality. Your deliverance has come today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Holy Spirit lay in your heart the fire of God that will quicken you out of this entrenchment we are experiencing. And come to the realm where you know that your life on earth is not just to burn for material things, but for, to burn for God and achieve the purposes and plans He's ordained for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That as you serve God in spirit and in truth, favor shall be yours. Things shall follow you. Good things shall follow you. Money shall follow you. Grace shall follow you. Power of serve God shall follow you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That every day of your life, the spirit of discernment will open your eyes to see beyond and understand that God has empowered you to be able to resist the enemy who wants to drag you to the pit. God has rescued you. And if God has rescued you, the enemy cannot counteract what God has ordained for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We we'll ask our mother Mary to go to taxi for us. On the cross, Jesus said, Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. On our own, we can do nothing. But through her help, the spirit of just woman made perfect, God will go to help us to combat the lies of the enemy and live above the deceptions that he brings with us and live in the light of his truth, as we say. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit
0: of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Amen. We'll bring the for one minute.